So it's still that same day. I'm on like part two of this so glad kind of a day. 24 hours of bliss. I just say it. Cause seriously, oh. So I was just talking about how I make porridge in the morning. And then, and just turned out that our lunch was like lemonade blue blares. Let's do this. And then we went and got ready for our walk. And then, um, yeah, like we were just getting ready for that. We did it, we got all ready. And like, it actually worked out for us to just like start walking at a certain time to get to where we were going. We got there, things started. And like, I could get some extra supplies with one of my children um, while those kids were doing their swim thing and and then we could be ready for like the next part of our day like it was hard because like you know I had three bags of groceries pushing like a stroller and stuff so that was hard so thankfully I had a friend close by said could you bring these to my door like could you bring this to my house because I just can't like do the stroller thing and so many bags of groceries and things because like like I'm like I'm just like that's a free spirit that I am so blessed that I have been so blessed with people in my life that care about supporting me and my nature <laughs> and they totally get it when I'm like oh wait a minute I didn't plan for this I'm in a I'm in a tizzy could you help me with this <laughs> and they're just so sweet because I'm pretty sure they just think I'm really cute and they're just like sure I'll help you bring this there you know like that they're just like no big deal right and I'm just so glad because like you know, I'm one of these people that I legit love the story of these like three Nephites, these people that basically their greatest wish that they could ever have when they were talking with our savior was, we want to live forever. We don't want to die. We just want to serve on the earth for as long as possible, basically. And he's like, sweet, great. I'll do that. Like I'll honor that. So he totally did. He made it so their bodies wouldn't die. And, and like, and so they're just surfing around doing their fun thing. And I'm like, uh, yes, right? Like, I know I'm not one of them, but I, I'm a wannabe. Like, I'm like, sweet. I just want to live my life that way. So I do. And I just totally like, any chance I get, as often as I can possibly just like muster the courage, I'm like, yeah, let's go and do this. Let's go and, you know, help this person with their yard or let's go and like you know drop off this like little snack thing for these guys or let's go and you know like go and be friends with these people that don't have friends or whatever and you know like i'm just super always in that mindset of being like hey let's let's try right because like i'm just happy to be in this state of like feeling that freedom to try you know i feel like so often in my younger life I felt super blocked from feeling like I could really do those things because I just felt like this sense of like being really, um, I don't know, like, like as if I wasn't allowed to do those things because I wouldn't do it right. I wouldn't do it properly and I would just do it incorrect, right? And, I, and then I would just look, I would feel embarrassed or ashamed or whatever, right? Like I always had that background to be like, no, I can't just go and do that. Like there's too many too many social protocols to follow to just go and help someone. Whereas right now, I feel like I'm really in this space, in my head, in my community, in my heart, where it's just like, no, like I see a need, I can just go and take my next step, like go walk my next step to get to that situation and see how I can help. Like, I'm so glad I took a first aid course that just gave me CPR and like for standard first aid 
just because it, it was such a great course to teach me that when you get to a scene where you know someone needs help, you, you communicate immediately and you're like, do you need help? Like, do you, and then, and you like take charge of the situation and you find out like if you need to be a bystander helper or if you need to be like a first hand, like I'm right in there holding the person's head while the other person is the second like bystander person and they're the ones calling 911 or whatever. And, and then the third person that gets on the scene, their, their job is to protect the space. So they're the ones putting out the pylons and everything so that the first aid can happen, so that the second person can be making the call, and all of these kinds of things, right? And that's like the whole mentality of when you see some, something that needs to happen, you like, there's three roles you can play. You can either be the person that's directly helping, you can be the person that's reaching out to other people to, to assist with help, or you could be the third person that's actually just protecting and supporting the space, kind of being like the babysitter person, or you know, just like that that guardian person of that space, so that the actual first aid can happen, right? And so I just been so floored to just get that kind of training like a few times in my life because I had to recertify and things like that to do the job that I did, and and I was so grateful for it because it was always a great reminder to be like, hey, like this is what being a leader is. It means you're you're ready to at least try to take initiative, right? And I, I always wish that I kind of had this mentality when I was younger because there were so many situations, not so many, but the one that stands out is like a situation where my friend was being bullied to the point where her head was being crushed, you know, and stomped on by this guy. And I was just like, I was just frozen. I was like, ha, what do you do? Like, I don't even know, right? Like, you're just like watching this thing happen. And it's just like, what in the world? Like, I'm just so grateful to be in a different place in my heart and my mind now where I can just see, you know, situations happening and I can take charge and be like, um, no, like actually, this is what we're gonna do right now. Or if I can understand the natures of all people involved, I can like whisper them into a different situation quite effectively. Because because sometimes whispering works way more effective than like knee-jerk reaction leadership, right? Um, it just depends on what the situation is. So that's been really nice. Anyways, I was talking about the best 24 hours of my life. Because seriously, that's been awesome. So then we went and did that, dropped off the grocery things, and then we were on our way walking and doing our thing. And it was good. You know, like... You know, there's different things that happen. Like we found a backpack that we had lost and like we were on our way and like different people crossed roads at different times. That's the other thing. It was like I'm learning how to have some kind of this fluidity with this whole concept. Because being a city girl, you just know that the road is death. Like growing up, you always, like you were like this four year old walking on the sidewalk and you knew if you touch one foot on the pavement where vehicles are, you're dead already, right? Like you were taught that from like birth, right? Like, and so like me and my friends would be walking on the sidewalk and then her, her little sister would go on the pavement and she'd be like, Alex, you're not alive! And she was taking her whole like full blown sister bear mode and she's like, she's like, she's just touching it with her toe, right? Like she's just testing the boundaries and, and the big sister's just going nuts. So she's just like, I can't believe you're touching. Mom told us we're not allowed to touch the road. And you're on the road, and, blah, 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 blah. and she just like let her rip, and I was just like, what's just going on, right? Like, cause I, you know, 
I wasn't necessarily, I wasn't really taught a lot of things. I mostly learned it from other friends' parents and like from them as older, their older siblings teaching them and things like that. So I just watching this go down, I'm like, okay, maybe there's people in this world that really care about the road and they really think it's dangerous. And okay, yeah, like I can get that. Like I, I can, I can understand why people would try to teach people that the road itself is dangerous. Like it's like lava, right? Like that, that the road is dangerous because if they have that in their mind, then they can be like, well, then don't even have that as an option. You know, that's not even a playing space. That's not something to access, right? And then, so I'm like, yeah, like I can understand that logic. And and then like you know over time, but then also it's like. I think I, I've been kind of shocked into it too because the story goes is that like my mom was healthy and fine all the way up until she was in a car accident because she was jay jaywalking. She didn't go to the end of the street to cross the road. She had like kind of just cut through. She just decided to cross the road from nowhere, right? And then a car hit her and like hit her leg. And I don't know if she got a broken leg or whatever, but like people always talked about how she was never the same after that because there was something in her leg that connected up to her brain and it just like kind of like teetered it. And I always think about that a little bit because I have this very like free spirit fun, da 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 da, like all this everywhere kind of feel. And like I have ideas for things that I just, I'm just this like on top of the world kind of a person. And the way that my aunts described my mom, the way she was when she was little, like always thinking about the younger, younger siblings, like she, it, it was as if, like the way they describe her, it was like as if she loved being an older sister. You know, she was like the oldest sister that kind of really stuck around, right? Because her older sister had to leave because she was sponsored to Canada. So then she kind of took on that older sister role and took care of like my, my, her, my aunt, my other aunt, my uncle, and my other uncle, and you know, like he, she just was like this big sister of these four little siblings. And there was probably even more than that, right? Like four, five, six, seven, no, that was it, right? And, and she just did it, right? Like she'd go and do her sewing thing. And on the way home, she'd always go to like the dollar store market and just get little things to bring home for each of them. And like that was kind of the story that stuck in my head. And so sometimes I think maybe I have this like all over the place feel and all over the place fun thing. And maybe I kind of have it because she was kind of like that before she got really sick, right? And then it gets my heart going because I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know what would happen to the people in my life if, if like I was this way for so long and then suddenly I got sick and then I was never the same, right? Like how devastating could that be for all these people in her life to watch her slowly dim away? and slowly transform into this completely different person that was just completely like, as if the lights turned off, you know? And, and I'm just like, man, that is so sad. Like I'm grieving for the people in her life, her sisters, her, like my, my dad, you know? Like I look at these pictures of him dating her and I see them being like happy, right? And like, I just kind of feel like that was like the last time they were happy, right? Like before, she got sick. Anyways, um, anyways, so yeah, we were walking home and, and like, I'm still trying to warm up to this idea, right? Because like, it's easy for me to go straight up mama bear mode and be like, oh yeah, someone's going to die every day. Like I need to wake up, hope for the best, but expect that someone's going to die. You know, like, right? And so it's like, I have to like process that whole mentality and be like, okay, like this is, 
this is what I'm up to. It's like I, I hope for the best and I plan and prepare myself for the, for the, uh, the things that I can't control. Because I can't control if someone listens to the rules that I offer them, right? It's like honor your mother and father and you will live a longer life. It's legit because they're giving you rules because like this this person in a, like a parent in a child's life, they have borne this child for nine months. Like they've sacrificed their whole body to be able to like, like mutate into this formation so that a child could come out. You know, like I have children come to me sometimes and they're like, so how does the baby come out? I'm like, uh, and then it was like, kind of cute. I was like, what is your thought? She's like, they're like, is it like a door? Is there like a door that opens and then the baby comes out? Or like, how does that happen? And then I'm just like, I just like, we go through the whole anatomy stuff. But it's just so sweet because it's like they are just in this state of like, like they, they, it's like they don't believe it. It's like I try to explain it and it's like they don't believe that literally a tiny hole that's like tiny like this expands to the size of their head so that they can come out and I and the, the whoever their mom was pooped a canoe, right? Like to get them out, right? Like and that Heavenly Father blessed for their body to survive through that experience, right? And and it's just so funny to me. Like I just I just delight every time. Every time anyone asks me about like anatomy or like you know anything to do with like sex education or like anything to do with human anything because it's it's all part of our life. It's so cool. Anyways, and um, what else was it? Oh yeah. So this is all about just watching children run across the street, right? Like or like. But you know what? I have to be honest, it's like I, I've done all I can. I tell them to stop and look and creep, right? And they do, right? And like they're not just like going haphazardly, like jaywalking, right? Like that's, at least that's in my brain to be like, that is happening. And thankfully I've chosen to live in a, a place where typically people are going like 20 kilometers an hour, 40 kilometers an hour, like way under the speed limit. So really they actually are watching, right? Like they're like, I don't like, it's not like we're in a city where people are like texting while they're trying to drive and trying to like do their hair and drive and like, and doing their makeup while they're driving and like, you know, like doing and like watching movies while they're driving. Like we're not in a, a like a like a place where people are constantly busy and not paying attention. Like we're actually in a place where most people are just like moseying about and trying to look for people and like, so that they can see who they can wave at, you know, like they're just like, you know, for the most part, I just feel like people are paying attention around here. So I'm just like, okay, like as long as we're not like driving on the highway or like walking on the highway or whatever, and that's happening, I can feel okay with people crossing the road in a 30K zone, right? Like, <laughs> thankfully, I mostly take walks in 30K zones, so most everybody's already slowed down anyways, and they're like, oh, why in the world am I driving at 30K when I could just be driving at 50K, right? Like, and it's just like, oh, 30K anyways. Oh, here's another person. Come on by, like, how about you cross the road too? Cause I'm going 30K anyways, right? Like, so it's just like, fine. Yeah, like, this is probably the best case scenario for that situation. So I'm just like trying to process that. 
and it was good. You know, like we got home, we did our thing, like, and it was so sweet because there was this little canopy that was made by one of my sweet girls. And then they just like went and laid down and they were just so happy. And then I had another baby that was sleeping and another one that was like almost asleep. And then like, it was just like this lovely like coming home and then we had our table set. It was so sweet. And I was like, oh my goodness, I want to get home every day and have the table set and have canopy and have babies asleep. And, and it was just like, I got to like, check the food and I got to like put together things easily and it was like you know it was just like a, a sweet carefree beginning to an evening right and then like people started coming home and then I got to go with my husband and and it's so funny because I feel super recharged right and really we just sat in the same space like two inches apart or whatever for like I don't know three four hours and we were just gabbing away, right? Like he was talking about his stuff. I was talking about my stuff, but mostly I really just loved hearing his stuff because I don't usually get to hear it. And he's such a sensitive soul. Like I'm the only one that gets to hear all his secrets and everything, right? Like he just doesn't open up to everyone. And I just like, oh, I don't know how I get this gift of hearing all the secrets of this sensitive soul kind of a person. And I just feel so like floored that I get that. I just treasure the moments that I have with every human being that I ever get to interact with because I know that we're all made for birth, we're all made for life, and we're all made for death, right? It's just part of our makeup. It's part of the plan and everything. So it's always looming for me. It's just like, oh goodness, like I love this moment with this person because I don't know when they're going to die, right? Like I just always have that looming thing. It's just like, I'm treasuring this moment because one day they're going to be dead, right? Like, and I just like, I don't know. I have this third Nephi mentality, right? So I just, I kind of have this idea that I'm going to live forever and everybody else is going to die. <laughs> and who knows, maybe I'm going to be the first one that dies. <laughs> it's going to be like, oops. <laughs> Anyways, so then we're talking, 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 and then it was great because I got through a great milestone. It was the best milestone ever because, you know, all this time I've been joking around, right? Like, it's like I, I'm looking forward to this one position where I'm going to teach and I'm going to be able to, like, be in this formal position, right, to teach. And, and but every so often I'm just kind of in this place, like, so, so you want to pay me so I can breathe? Like, you, you want to invite me into this space so I can tell others how to breathe like and I just like try to like figure this out I'm like I don't get it I don't know like and it's the same thing I felt when I was starting my recreation leader position it's like so you want to pay me so I can go to the park like you you want to pay me so I can tell others come to the park <laughs> right like you want me to do that all summer and you've saved up this amount of money to pay me the most amount of money that you could give me to do that and then like every time i got the paycheck it'd be like 200 this 300 this 400 this 700 this and i'd be like is this okay like am i stealing their money because i literally am walking out the door with the clothes I was gonna wear anyways, I'm parking myself in the grass and I'm waiting 
right? Like, and then I have all these supplies and stuff, and the kids come, and I'm, like, present with them, right? But it's, like, gravy, right? It's gravy for me. It's, like, it's, like, it's, like, if I'm looking up in the sky, it's, like, if someone paid me to watch the sky and be, like, just tell me what colors you saw that day or tell me what, you know, like, you know what I mean? And so I just, like, every other time I get into these, like, beautiful zones of, like, did you just ask me to do that because I feel like... I don't even, what? <laughs> like, it's just this disconnect for me because I guess I always perceived work as work, right? Like I read, like, I don't know, my favorite historical fiction books when I was like 10 and 11 was like all these like World War II and like concentration camp and like, and like American slavery books. And I'd like hear all these stories of people working and being slaves and like, and being like have all this like hardship and everything and then here i am i get into these like work situations i'm like this is this is what first world work looks like in modern day right like like i don't know how i got blessed to live in a generation where this is work you know like this is work to to go to a playground and have like supplies and 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 share them with people right and and talk to people and smile at them and and say hi right like and and go from there and and teach them games and you know all of that other stuff is just gravy it's just like hey look at this right it's basically using like the same phrase every day be like hey look at this hey look at this hey let's do this and and you just do that back and forth back and forth and you do that dance for like five hours a day eight hours a day, 16 hours a day, whatever it is, right? And so that's like what I think about that. And then that's what I think about this other thing too. It's like, I get to like go and do that soon. I'm doing it already, right? Anyways, I had that breakthrough while I was talking on the, not on the phone, I was in the vehicle and it was like a face-to-face and we were just talking and I was so glad we were because I had that milestone moment where I could be like, oh, this is what it is. This is what it is. And so what I realized is like, okay, for example, so I live in this culture, this community, where basically there's some hardcore people that live life in a certain way. You know, they they choose to not do certain things on Sunday. They choose to eat in a certain way. They choose to wear clothes in a certain way. They choose to speak language in a certain way. They choose to see others as if they're their brothers and sisters. They choose to go and see others and be like, hey, I see they need help, I'm gonna go and help them. That's the culture that I live in, right? That's the like very carved out culture from the world. And so sometimes I actually really appreciate going to a very specific store that has all kinds of media that is very in alignment with all of those standards that I have in myself and in the culture and community that I live in, right? And so I appreciate going to those stores and be like, oh, I love this who's your hero scripture like book, right? And it's like, you know, any regular book I could get at the dollar store, it's like two bucks, right? But then I go to this store, it's like, it's like 40 to 50 bucks just to get this one book, right? And I've done it for years. It's like I get a new one every year, like as much as I possibly can because it gets broken up and torn and used up and whatever. And it's worth it to me, right? It's worth it for me to pay like 30 to 50 bucks for this book that I could just go down the street and get a book for two bucks, right? But seriously, there's a difference. That book has amazing things in it, right? Like it has quality of art, quality of teachings, quality of principles, everything, right? 
and I am happy to pay like and it like people could think that you're getting ripped off it's a scam whatever anyone can say those things all day long if they want to but I know in my heart I'm happy to pay a certain amount of money to support these people that are legit giving me material that I would literally love to hire them and be like could you just teach me every subject could you just not just do this with scriptures? Could you do this with everything that I ever need to learn in my whole life? Could you just create a scripture story for every single topic of the world? <laughs> like, I'm like such a raving fan, right? And that's kind of how I feel about when I can honestly look at the way that I teach yoga now. It's like, yes, there's, there's people that can just get free yoga online. They can access other kind of yoga. They can access all kinds of yoga. There's a lot of open yoga out there for everyone, right? But I'm noticing that I'm creating a very special niche. Like as my husband was able to say, he's like, I think you're kind of like a Christian yoga teacher. It's like, yeah, I think I kind of am. Like I look up yoga, Christian, and there's one person that shows up. And there used to be another lady that would teach out of BYU, but she's retired now. And so, like, I'm just like, am I the next thing? Like, I don't even know, right? And, and I'm just like, I don't know. But but that's kind of how I see it. It's like, oh. And then we started building it. I was like, ooh, this is how it could look, right? It's like, I could see myself doing this in three tiers. It's like the first tier is like the basic yoga. It's like a, basically the ebook version of what I would offer. It's like people want to subscribe to whatever I'm doing and then they get like a free ebook thing that just kind of gives them the lowdown of the basics to like practice every day, just like the, the easy stuff, right? Just get acquainted and like get familiar. And then like the, the next tier would be like, hey, group class kind of feel, right? So then you're just like learning it with other people and just going through the motions um, while having kind of a somewhat social experience with that. Then the third tier would be like personal coaching, like face-to-face -face private lesson style, which is what I've been doing anyways this whole time. Um, and and anyways, like and and I was trying to like sort it out because like back in the day when I was in Edmonton, it was like oh. Well, you could get into a karma yoga class for maybe five bucks, maybe 10 bucks, like in that city, right? Like back in my other city, it was like five bucks, but then in this capital city, it was like 10 bucks for karma yoga. And then, and then if you were going to go to like the best top-notch studio, it was like 20 bucks to just go for an hour, right? And, and be in this drop-in class. Or it was like 25 bucks if it was like a workshop style where you were gonna learn some legit stuff that was like very skill building. Um, for very specific kind of skills. And then it would go onward and up specifically for people that were wanting to complete their yoga certification teaching style. So then there would be courses and classes they could take that were like way up there, with like cost maybe $40 per class or something per person because they were gonna be adding like one more credit or whatever to their certification. So they could have that under their belt as a teacher, right? And so like here I am, just kind of like sort that through. And that was like 10 years ago, right? And so I'm just sorting all of this through and she's processing in my heart, in my mind, like how could this look? Because I'm in my heart of hearts, I'm like a Zion yoga teacher. I'm like a karma yoga teacher. I don't want to deal with the money. I don't want to deal with that kind of conversation stuff. I don't want to deal with like all of that jazz. But what I'm noticing is like, 
there's a there's a time and place for these kinds of things, right? There's a time and place for a karma yoga teacher, and there's also a time and place for the others. Just like how there's a time and place for somebody to only afford dollar store books, right? Versus a person that can save up for a year and afford a David Bowman comic book like superhero scripture storybook, right? Like that's like the most expensive top-notch book for children that I've ever like seen, but I love it. I love it beyond love it and I'm so glad to do it and I'm so glad and ready to like save up for it anytime. I'm just like, you have a new thing, I'll buy it, right? Like I will buy it. I will be your committed like customer person, right? Like, and I'm just totally fine doing that. And I don't feel like he's taking advantage of people. Like I legit feel like he has skills and I legit feel like he is totally deserving to set the price that he has for what he has, right? And so I'm like, yeah, like what if I could learn how to do that, right? What if I could learn how to legitimately see the value that I have to offer and legitimately be ready to be like, yeah, let's let's offer it at that price and 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 know that it's gonna be a gift for people to see that price and to enjoy it and see the value of what that price means, right? Because I'm starting to realize more clearly because I didn't see it before. It's like, you know, there's people out there like me that can't draw scriptures that well, right? Like mine are limited as stick figure scriptures, which is fine. It gets to a point where it's just like, could we just have a little bit more, like a little bit more skill in this, right? And I feel like maybe that's where people are. Like for example, for homeschool moms, we can teach our kids to a point, right? And then it gets, gets to a point where it's like, you just really need to go to an expert that has some skill and level to be able to guide you through this, right? And so that's kind of where I'm at with this. It's like, I just feel like maybe there's a niche out there of moms that care about the mindfulness thing, care about the meditation thing, care about the wellness thing, and they really want to get their kids into it, but they don't necessarily feel like they need to be their kid's teacher to do that, right? And that's why I'm just so delighted I get to do this like yoga PD teacher this coming fall and spring with this one academy, which is great because it'll give me that, that opportunity to really do that on a consistent basis, right? So I'm really delighted about that. Um, and I just, I just want to make it bigger, right? I really want to serve like the whole world this way. And I'm starting with this academy that's already been five countries to do that in, like with this medium, which is great. And I really, I just want to build it. I just want to keep building it. And I want to be able to like, you know, I kind of want to just be the visionary person and manager person eventually, because I don't want to always just be the person that's teaching the yoga. Like I don't want to stay as a yoga teacher. Like I, I'd love to create like a yoga academy. Like there's a yoga hospital and I want to be this like yoga, kind of like in conjunction with the hospital, but not really, but like a yoga academy person that like teaches other teachers how to do it the way that I do it, that teaches like people, that supports uh, like and, and really like shares it to the level where there's other yoga teachers doing it, maybe the same or even better than I could do it, right? But, but we all have the same vision where I get to give them pointers here and there, but really they're just exceptional at what they do and, and we'll just keep doing it, right? Like, and that's kind of how I love about communities. It's like when I was younger, I was at an age where I could babysit, right? 
And then by the time I had my own children, the kids that I babysat were old enough to be our babysitter, right? And, and that's kind of how I feel this. It's like, I get to teach these youth yoga and hopefully like not like, you know, I can't micromanage people's lives, but something in my brain like kind of connects this, this dream of like, what if those youth could turn into yoga teachers, you know, one day and I could teach them how to be a yoga teacher and then they could just go and, and teach people that I used to teach, right? And I can back off and do other things, right? Like I can do my grandma camp thing and I can do the, whatever, but every once in a while I'll go in and teach people how to become yoga teachers or whatever. And, and then I'll, I'll still teach because I'm, I'm always going to be teaching yoga, like regardless. Um, but I just like, I want to spread it even more, right? Like I don't want it to just be me. I have one person that I'm teaching today and then it's a cancellation. And then it just means I don't have class, right? Like, and I'm like, no, I, I just want way more consistency, right? I'm ready to, to up my game in organizing myself even better. So I can communicate that more and more fluidly. Because like, for example, I was just sharing with my husband. I'm like, hey, I just love this one site that I was on. Like, and I was just trying to figure out this whole concept. Yep. I think we have what we had yesterday and we're just cleaning up right now.